My name is Dustin Cooper. Uh, this is this talk specifically. I know there's some confusion. This talk specifically is about logo design, coming up with a brand, establishing your brand as a church, uh, what that looks like. Jason's uh, was mainly about website design, um, um, marketing, <coughs> app development. So, so this is going to be specifically about print pieces, uh, how to come up with a great logo how to then turn that logo into all the things you need to turn it into to market your church. Just so we're clear, in case anyone's like, I want to bail now, that's what we're going to talk about. So keep eating. Um, like I said, my name is Dustin Cooper. Uh, a brief little nutshell about me is uh, I, worked at, I worked at Calvary Assembly of God in Toledo for five years out of college. Then I worked at Free Chapel uh, Ministry, Jensen Franklin's Ministry. Uh, in uh, Gainesville, Georgia. He runs about 15,000 people at his church. Um, did that for a while. Then I worked at a marketing company. Then I went back to Calvary. And then um, I had a church planner approach me uh, three years ago and say, hey, like that's cool you're helping your church Calvary, but I'm a church planner and I don't have money to pay a graphic designer, but we have the need. You know, We know we need to like come up with the logo. We need to do print pieces. We need to have great sermon series graphics, like all the things that everyone's doing, but we don't have money. So uh, we think that you can leave your church and come help lots of churches. So three years ago, I left uh, working at the church and I started a business uh, that mainly we specialize in taking a church from a, a word on a piece of paper, the vision that God's given you to creating a brand and a strategy and how to market that and, and launch your church. So mainly I work with church planners. Uh, I average about over 100 church plants a year, uh, taking them from all the way through the branding package and and then launching their church. So uh, all that to say, those are my credentials. Now that we have that out of the way, we can get into this. So we're going to talk about branding and marketing. And a lot of you today are like, branding and marketing, That's that's the same exact thing. It's not. So we're going to talk about the difference between branding and marketing, what that looks like. Um, how many of you out there, how many of you pastors out there are very passionate about graphics and design and social media and websites? Wow. Okay. That's more than I thought. So like my point is that I was going to say, <laughs> that's a lot of people. So, so you like to do that stuff, which is awesome. Um, but most pastors... Uh, that I know are are either working another job plus running their church or uh, graphics and design is the last thing that they have time to think about. You're, can you guys hear me back there too? Awesome. A little bit? Talk louder? Awesome. Um, so most pastors I know, they work a nine-to-five job plus they run a church or they're running their church and things are really getting going and they don't have time to think about uh, marketing and branding, you know, whatever that is. So, so to me, it's like, let's, let's figure out how to do that effectively. And you, so you can be freed up to do the thing that you're good at, which is speak and deliver the message. So like, all right, you have the message, you, you're a really good communicator, but how do we package that message so that other people will want to hear it? Uh, what does that look like? So we're going to get into that. Um, <clears throat> Through branding and marketing, uh, let's focus on the message and how we package it. Um, your name, your logo, your print pieces, your social media, your website, all these things communicate who you are 
and they say a lot about you. Um, as people, when I walk around, like, this is my brand. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, the way I dress is my brand. It says a lot about me. Like, you can judge me just by looking at me and say you, you can make pre-assessments based on how I look. Uh, you know, the way I dress is my brand. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a creative guy, and, and I've ripped up jeans, and, and, uh, but I also want to establish myself as a professional, and, 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 and sometimes I dress clean cut, and, and I want to be taken seriously. So what does that look like? Uh, it's, it's all reflected even in the way I dress. That's my brand. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not 16 years old anymore. I'm a dad. I have kids. Like, I, I can't dress like that. So, like, so that is all saying, here's who I am. Uh, my Facebook, if you go on my Facebook feed, like, you're going to see pictures of my wife and my kids and the things that I do in my life. That's my brand. That's, that's my platform to create my brand and establish my brand as a person. Um, so, so it's even more important, obviously, with church. Like, everything you do... From the moment, uh, well, what I'm going to talk about is, is branding and marketing before people even walk in the door. Like, it's, it's everything you do, every print piece, every Facebook post you post, every Instagram post you post, every invite card you send out. If you even send these things out, your bulletin, uh, your logo. is So, so that's what we're going to discuss. Um, these are all things that reflect your brand, and they're all things that people see. The scariest thing is these are all things that people see before you, they even step foot in your church. And, like, here we are, and we're in 2017 now. It's not like it was in 1999, like, it, where people are flocking to the church, and, and they're like, this is the most exciting thing I have available in my week. Like, I love Sundays. So, like, now it's like, how do we get the uh, working parents who have Sunday off and they don't think about church 24-7 like us that worked at a church. Like, we work at a church, and the most, you know, common perception is it's hard to remember what it was like outside the four walls of the church, and you're like, uh, these people are working 60, 70 hours a week, and, and they have one day to give up that they could be doing laundry or going grocery shopping. Like, so what are we going to do? How do we make what we do effective to get them in the doors before uh, we do anything else? So, like, you know, this, 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 that's a scary thought, but it doesn't have to be, you know, to say like, people can literally hear your message and they can hear your worship on your website and never step foot in your building or never meet the pastor at all. Like, like that's like a scary thought, but like if it's done effectively, if your logo and your print pieces are done effectively, that doesn't have to be a scary thing because it can draw people in and be used as a tool. So let's talk about some marketing don'ts. This is a little bit lighthearted. I got the time. Um, I just want to go, th- go through some examples of things that I've seen in my working with churches that I say, maybe it's time to change some things. So if this is you out there and you hear these things, you can laugh or you can say, oh, crap, that's me. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, don't say I'm a multi-ethnic, we're a multi-ethnic church. And then all you have is a bunch of white people on your invite card or your postcard mailer that goes out. Like, if you're a multi-ethnic church, take pride in that and show that in everything that you do. If you want to reach multi-ethnic ethnicities and, and multicultural people, make sure on every print piece you have that showing. And, and, and if, if you say, you know, we're, we have contemporary worship and then... Uh, you have a lady playing an organ, like and that goes out to fifty thousand homes, and on your mailer, like people are smart and they're going to say this doesn't match up or line up, 
or if you over Jason talked about um, in his session uh, promise your missions or your branding promises and branding promises are like saying you're, 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 this is who we are and then someone shows up and they're like this is not what I saw so you want to make sure that if you say something about yourself that you can live up to that when people walk in the door or they get your invite card or your postcard mailer and it says relevant worship and great kids area whatever and then they show up to your church and and, you know, it's it's anything but that. So so make sure that whatever you are saying in your brand and in and in your marketing material that you can live up to that expectation uh, that people have when they come in. Uh, as another don't, as I said, don't don't name your don't name your church something so long that no one can remember the name. And then I, I wrote uh, hope, heaven, and healing for the hurting church assemblies of God. Like if if that if that's you, like. Think of how we can condense that into an effective name that people can remember that, that would translate and then to a, a website domain name that would translate into a sign in front of your building that doesn't cost a fortune because they have to make it super long. Um, so all that to say, uh, don't have five versions of your logo. Like, th- that's a no-no. Like, and you, what, does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, every one of us has, uh, a lot of churches ha- ha- have... You, you might have a uh, admin secretary or somebody who runs your graphics and social media, and, and they they somehow manage every time to take that graphic and smush it and smash it to fit your bulletin and your Facebook page, and 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 they take your logo and they contort it or they change the font on it, um, but it has your emblem, but it was like a different font, and like so so all that to say, don't have five versions of your logo. Establish um, what I call in my business a branding guidelines. Uh, sheet. When you come up with a logo, you should also have, it's good to have a branding guidelines sheet to uh, say to your staff that you can give them and say, hey, guys, like, here's how we use our logo. Here's how we don't use our logo. This is acceptable. This is not acceptable. Don't change the font. Don't skew and warp the size of it. You know, it has to at least be a minimum of this size on any print piece so that you can read what it says, and then it's effective. You know, it has to be legible. It has to be, don't use bleeding cowboys font or whatever, you know, like these ones are, if that even makes any sense to you, or it's just funny to me. Uh, it's just a grungy font. Um, now, you, you want to keep it clean and simple so that people can see it, recognize that's your logo or your emblem, and say, uh, oh, that's that church. Here's what, you know, here's what, they, here's what they're known for. Um, so... And if I said it in my bottom of my notes, if you don't have a logo at all, and this and this is going right over your head, or a website, let's start with that. You probably should get one of those. If you even think to have an effective church that's thriving, you're going to need these things. Um, so, I don't have a PowerPoint presentation because I didn't know if I was even going to have that capability. <laughs> but if I did, um, what I was going to talk about here and what I would have is let's talk about um, a marketing target. Um, for branding and what that looks like. And, like, if I had a target here, at the center of my marketing target, I would have branding would be at the center of the core of my target. That's, that's the most important thing, branding. Um, and then the outer rim out, outside the core would be marketing. And then outside that would be then advertising. So you have a brand. Then you, let's take that brand and market it. What does that look like? And then you advertise. You have advertising last. Um, branding in the core 
consist of your logo, your core values, your mission statement, and your vision. Um, I often talk about, when I do these talks, uh, your target. Uh, I always, always ask churches when I make a logo for them, I say, can you please send me over your mission statement, your vision statement, and who you're trying to reach? Who's your target audience? Have you even given that any thought? And, and sometimes they haven't even thought that far. They go, oh, I just wanted a logo. And, like, and I, I go, well, try and come up with these things first because those are important. And then establishing a, a logo design because I want your logo to reflect your vision statement, mission statement, and culture, your core values, who you are. I want that to be reflected in the logo. Um, it's not that I'm going to take your vision statement and your mission statement and I'm going to put it all over everything that goes out. It's, it's, that, it's that everything you do from that point on reflects your brand and your culture that you're trying to create. Um, so branding consists of your logo, your core values, your mission statement, your vision. Um, marketing, the, out, the outside of that, that ring, which consists of print pieces like invite cards, website design, social media pages, banners, signage, bulletin shells, visitor packages. Um, all the things you send home with your church are marketing materials. So you got your brand, which is your logo, your symbol, your emblem, a watermark, something you can stamp on things that people can associate that with your church. That's your brand. Your market marketing is pieces that are going out into your community or internally to promote your brand and your core values. And 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 like I said, um, there there was debate in the earlier session. Like uh, we were saying, do is coming up with a mission statement and vision statement important um, in in establishing a brand. Like, and we were making the joke and saying, like, have you ever gone to a church and uh, because of their mission statement and their their values? Like, you you don't get a thing in the mail with their mission statement values and say, oh, that's the church I want to go to because I love their mission statement and values. Um, but it's just important to have that to establish the culture you're trying to create. Does that make sense? So, like, I'm not going to be putting it on everything, but you are going to be using it internally to create a culture uh, in your church. So like in the, in the visitor's package, I would put a vision statement piece, a mission statement piece. Here's our core values. That's going to be in a visitor packet because you're trying to create a culture. People are all going to be speaking the same language. That's marketing. Um, you, when someone gets a piece of mail or a postcard or an invite card and it has your, your logo on it, they go, oh, you, you want them to say, oh, uh, that church is is really great at this, or or my friend told me that they have a great kid area, or whatever. Like these are all things that they associate with that symbol or that stamp, and that's why it's important that it's a great symbol or stamp that people can distinguish you from all these other churches. Like it, it's not that your competitors were all trying to reach the kingdom, but there's a lot of us. There's a lot of churches. Like you know, within a certain mile radius, you're saying like, why do I go here as opposed to there, or or whatever. Um, how do I, with all this uh, clutter, this stuff coming my way and my news feed and my, uh, in, all these invites at Easter time come in my mailbox and it's like I got six of them, you know, last year or whatever and I'm like, which one do I go to? Uh, it's, 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 it's the little things like a brand and, 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 and a culture that's being developed that, that uh, distinguish you from these other churches. So, and then the last ring, advertising, which obviously consists of I, I, I would put postcard mailers under advertising, T-shirt 
designs. You're taking your logo and you're putting it on t-shirts. People are walking around. They're walking advertisements um, for your church. Commercials, Google AdWords, or Google Ads, Facebook ads, newspaper ads, any form of printed <coughs> ad is advertising. Um, some of you out there are saying, I just said, like, postcard mailers, and you might be saying, you know, do, do print pieces even work in this multimedia age that we live in? Uh, now, in my line of work, I can honestly say that print pieces still do have the effect that they used to have. Um, now, everyone's, like I just said, everyone may be bombarding you at Easter time. You may get six postcard mailers in the mail, and, and you're like, um, like, it may be overwhelming. But uh, our churches, our association of churches, I, I work with them a lot, and they put in their budget to, for the church planner to do a bulk mailing once a year. They say that's very important to us, that you budget in your budget to do a bulk mailing once a year, whether that's at Easter time or that's a big time, or August when you're, you know, summer breaks over and you're trying to relaunch and get momentum again when you might have lost it in the summertime. Um, they say budget in your budget to do a bulk mailing once a year. So you could say, like, these guys plant hundreds of churches, like it's, and it's important, and they see the results in that. Um, I know for our church, we do a bulk mailing at Christmas time, and we do a bulk mailing at Easter. And, and I would say that we know from studies that if we send it out to 50,000 people, we usually have an average between 300 to 500 people, visitors, show up on those days as a result of 50,000 mailers going out. Now, now this is case by case. I don't want to say if you do a 50,000 card mailer, you're going to get 500 people to show up to your church because I cannot guarantee that. But this is what has worked. Uh, it's still, I see it still working, and I still see pastors doing bulk mailings every day. So um, it is working, and it still does work. I um, just wanted to tell you that. All right, so we said branding, you know, establishing a brand, establishing uh, a marketing uh, strategy, doing advertising. This is all overwhelming, but you're saying, where do we start? So uh, I know everyone in this room comes from different, different sized churches, and some of you already out there already have a, a great logo uh, and brand established, and that's awesome. So, so, so some of these things I may be saying, like you may be like, we already have that, but um, I have to, for the sake of the people that may not have that, start from, I'm going to start from, you know, step one, here's the process I take a church planner through um, that I think even if you are a church planner and you've had a church for so many years and you're like, think, we're just not growing, this may be, you may need to go back to step one and start from there and your, your brand and your, your marketing. So all let's say, so what, what we usually do is we, we, I say to the client, you need to sit down, if they haven't already done this, sit down by yourself or with a team of people if you're lucky to have a team of people around you um, that you confide in. Sit with yourself or your team and you figure out who your target audience is. So that goes back to that, that target model that we're talking about. And you say like, oh, well, you know, we're trying to reach everybody. Well, in my field of work, marketing, we say that's like the biggest lie you could tell yourself. You're not, you're not trying to reach everyone. You want, you hope that everyone comes to your church all ages and all cultures. Like, obviously, that's, we, we would love that. But at the end of the day, you have to have a tip of the arrow, is what we say, you know, for that target model. Who's your target audience? And you say, oh, I remember being in a marketing meeting. We had a guy come in, and, and we were sitting in the meeting, and he said, who's your target audience? And we said, 25 to 35-year-olds 
um, is who we want to reach in our church. And the guy was like, that's still too broad. And even that is better than some of you might have. Like, you may be like, that's, that's more narrow than what we're saying. But he was saying, you know, at 25 years old, I was living, you know, in my parents' basement. And at 35, I was married with kids. Like, so it's like the, the spectrum is so broad, even in 25 to 35 uh, uh, years old. I, uh, in doing marketing, I, I heard a story about the Chevy Cruze. And when they marketed the Chevy Cruze, they marketed to 28-year-olds. That's it, to a 28-year-old. They said, when we built it to Chevy Cruze, we only took a, uh, a uh, what do you call it, a controlled group of people to, to show this car to, and they were all 28 years old. They, like, that's all we wanted to market it to. And so uh, <clears throat> I remember asking my friend who has a Chevy Cruze, I was like, how old are you? And she said, 28 years old. And I was like, no freaking way. That's crazy. Like they, they, they knew what they were doing and it was effective. They like, whatever, they put this car together for one person, a 28 year old. You have to be 28 to love this car. But that's not to say a 65 year old may be driving a Chevy Cruze because they may like it too. You know what I'm saying? So, so and you, you, you say, how does that work in the church? Say your target audience is a 35-year-old businessman who makes X amount of dollars and has two kids. That's what everyone really probably would love to have. A tithing person who maybe has some serving experience, who has leadership potential. You're like, that's the person we want you know, walking through the door 10 out of 10. Like, you know, but you're going to get other people from all walks of life. So you at least have to know who you're trying to reach so you can be effective with your marketing and your branding. But that's not to say, that's just to say that's, that's for the arrow to stick in the target. But in the more broad you get your, your target audience, the arrow becomes flat and it just bounces off. That's, how, that's the visual we always show. You know, you're like, I want to reach everyone and I want to reach all cultures. Like the tip of your arrow is becoming less sharp. And it's not to say you can't do it. Um, our church at Calvary, we, we, we effectively do multi-generational. Like that's very hard to do. Um, we have people from kids all the way, you know, all the way on up. So, and we, and we run 2000 people on a Sunday. So it's, I say that, but we, at the end of the day, we know that we're trying to reach exactly who I told you. We're trying to reach young business professionals with kids. Um, now, even that reflects into our worship, you know, our worship style. Um, we're not catering to one demographic in our worship style either. That's part of our brand, part of our culture, part of our core beliefs. So like you may come in and you're older, but you, you're like, I love this style of worship. So like, it's not to say you're not going to reach other people. Um, I'll, I'll keep pounding that in. So, um, so come up with, sit down with your team, come up with your target audience. That's very important. Know who you're trying to reach because everything else stems from that. Come up with a vision statement, mission statement, core values, so then you can then use that in all promotional material and uh, internal use in creating culture. Create an effective logo and brand pieces, such as once um, once you have a logo created, when I walk a church planner through, they say, what's the next step if we're going to use you? I create a logo for them, first and foremost. Then once we establish a logo, I, next step is let's start doing some branding, taking that brand and putting it on pieces such as uh, a business card, a letterhead, an envelope, um, a T-shirt. Um, take your vision statement and your core values and put that in a welcome packet for people who walk through your doors. Um, those are all 
right away things that you can do with your new brand and your new logo or your current one. If you don't already do these things, start doing them. Um, uh, make, um, make, uh, after that, you make some marketing pieces with your brand on it, uh, such as invite cards, social media posts, bulletin shell, banners, signage. This is marketing. These are marketing pieces. So that's different than um, business card, letterhead, and envelopes. That's all, that's all establishing your brand. Marketing is then saying, like, how do we take this brand and our core values and everything and market that to people? So taking um, our logo and putting it on an invite card with our information and send that to the community, putting your logo you know, in your Facebook header and on your Instagram and Twitter header, um, that's marketing. Um, putting your logo in your, your vision statement or mission statement in a bulletin shell. Um, making banners and signage is, is, is the next step with these church planners and, and people who are established. Take that awesome new logo you have or your current one and, and, and make sure it's on or watermarked on your signage and your flags outside and your parking lot signs and your direction signs inside your building and tell you people where to go. Watermark your logo everywhere just because it's like you're trying to create a culture. You're trying to get that brand uh, established in everyone's mind and associate them with your church when they walk out the doors. They, um, it stays with them. Advertising. Do some advertising like Facebook, um, newspaper, commercial, radio spots, bulk mailings, um, door hangers. Uh, so uh, Facebook ad I just put in there. It's like I, I do Facebook ads for my business. I pay $25 a month, and it reaches thousands of people. Um, you, can, you can make the price whatever you want it to be. I think you can say I only want to spend $5 a month, and, and they'll do an ad for They'll post your add you know so many times for that price um so so that's like cheap advertising that's like getting in people's faces all the time um you you say you know social media may be overwhelming we talked about that in our in our last session and and i'll just say one thing that i'm going to repeat and that is uh there's always going to be someone more passionate or passionate about the things that we hate to do uh, as pastors, as whatever. If you hate social media and you're like, that is the last time thing I have time for in my week. You know, I want to be with my family and the time that I'm not working at the church. Um, and now you're telling me I have to run a social media page to have an effective church. Find someone who is passionate about things that you don't want to do and give them the opportunity to serve in that area. Um, because there is someone out there in your church who loves social media and they never get off of it. And you can say, hey, while you're on there, why don't you post a couple things for our church and now I say that lightheartedly, but um, obviously you want to, like, watch over them and say, like, you know, here's what not to post and here's what to post. Um, so give them, some, give them some, you know, branding guidelines and marketing guidelines and say, here's, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to post um, every Monday, you know, while it's been fresh in people's mind, a, uh, what we do at our church, like a snippet from... Uh, Pastor Chad's message, like a, you see like people doing all the time in their churches, like a uh, quote, like Pastor Chad said this and it was awesome or whatever. And like, and, and you have a picture of them, you know, like that someone took or whatever. It's like, you know, it's, 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 it's when people leave that one day Sunday and they have six other days, it's, it's just another way to market and brand and keep your church fresh in their minds. Because like I said, not everyone thinks about 
whatever your church name is, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They don't always go to your website every single day like you do because you work at the church. Like they may go to your website once a month or once a week to give or whatever. So like, um, yeah. So come up with a vision statement, create an effective logo and brand, make marketing pieces, do advertising. Uh, what's next? Now I have a logo. I have marketing pieces. I have a good brand. Some of you are in this. This is the phase you're in. You're like, all right, we already have that stuff. What's next? Consistency. Consistently take your brand that you've made. And uh, it takes, brands take time. Uh, starting a business takes time. Starting a church takes time. I, I started a few businesses and I would say, give it three years to effectively like know if it's going to work or not. Um, don't give up, you know, like don't rebrand yourself every three to five years and, and say like, uh, or, or every year I should say. I, I just, so, so give it like three, three years. And if it's not working for you or people aren't catching the vision or they're not understanding your core values or they're not associating your, you don't have a good symbol or emblem to watermark on things. It's time to, to create those things so that you can, effectively move forward and have a thriving church um it takes time to get out into the community it takes time for people to say oh that color and that symbol is that church like those things take time because they're getting bombarded every day and weekly with uh, lots of other churches too so if you have a good brand don't jump ship every couple years consistently put your brand on everything consistently talk about your mission statement to your congregation talk about your mission statement to your staff um Use it as much as possible. Consistently talk about your core values as much as possible. Even internally, like uh, you, you know, like we said, we, you may not send an invite card out with your core values on it. You may not send a postcard mailer out with your core values on it. That may just be more general and say, like, here's my times and here's the things that we that you'll like about our church and, and, and whatever. But talk about your core values. And internally, ways you can promote it is have a have a... A three by eight, you know, retractable banner with your core values on it in the lobby or whatever, or put your core values, you know, I just did one for Radiant uh, Life Church. I took like their core values and stuff and made these big giant canvases that they, they, they put on their walls in their church. It, it, they use it then as artwork or whatever, like, so you're subliminally like seeing it all the time and, and, and stuff. That, that's just like a practical way to do it. Um, so just be consistent, consistent, don't give up the ship, just keep doing it. Um, give it about three, three years and to judge if it's going to be effective or not. Um, what's the end goal? Um, obviously all of our end goals, um, are to have a church filled with people who know, uh, who we are, what we're about and where we're going as a church and be a hundred percent on board. Uh, that's the goal, um, to have a community that knows, um, who we are and associates um, us with our brand, and when they see our brand, that they associate that with all good things, you know. So like, uh, not negative things. So when they see a mailer or an invite card from their friend uh, or someone in the community, uh, or they see someone wearing your T-shirt, they say, "Oh, you know, like these are." I just put common things, you know, like that's the friendliest church in town or like um, that church has the best kids and youth program. They have the best looking pastor out of all of the ones in town. It's like whatever you want to like communicate and you want people to know you as like, then use that in your marketing, your materials. Our pastor, he's always like, I don't want my face on anything. And I'm like, people want to see who the pastor is before they 
ever walk in the church. So get over yourself and let me put you on the uh, marketing material. So and then sometimes I win and sometimes I lose. But uh, but it's it's good for people to to see who you are before they're already going to do it. So it's like you know just say like here here's a good snapshot of who we are as a church before you ever walk in your door. They're going to judge if they if they're going to come or not. So. Um, we, we want to, what's the end goal? To see new people coming through the doors each week that hear the message that are, that you're gifted to bring and that they experience Jesus and their lives are changed. Um, what's the key to getting them in the door? How do you do that? Branding and marketing. So it all goes full circle. Um, all that to say, it all goes for full circle. Um, I want to open up like some question. That's all my whole PowerPoint presentation. I can elaborate on anything that you want me to elaborate on. Um, I, like I said, I know everyone in here is in a different uh, stage of branding and marketing. If you even have it, some of you already have it. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you were gracious enough to come in and listen to me uh, speak. So wherever you're at, I want to hear like some struggles that you're dealing with, um, and, and let's as a group, if we can try and tackle these problems and give some good advice or good resources. I have a list of resources I'm going to give after that, after we do some question and answer time, um, some practicals to, for you to take away and, and know, Hey, here's how I can literally do this. Um, but, um, if you have a problem that you're encountering or you would like answers to it, maybe someone in this room or myself can help you right now. I think let's, I would love to do some, open up some dialogue happening because I'm getting hoarse, too. So, um, Terry. <laughs> so, here, here in the fall, we're going to do, do some mailers. And uh, I think it was a couple months ago, I got the mailers from the Terrible church. Just kidding. Well, like, their, their, their postcard was, like, kind of large. Yeah. So, I'm trying to find out, was that, like, uh, is, is there an advantage? To, like, do they offer, like, Specialties with like different size postcards that you send. How does that all work? Yeah, so I bet. I mean, the largest I think you can get is I think it was that would probably be an eleven by eighteen or something. You, you know, there's there's six by four postcard, there's six by eleven, and then there's like an eleven by eighteen. It's like you know a giant postcard. It has to be able to fit in the mail uh, in the mailbox. So uh, there are sizes that you are st- stuck. They have to be like these three sizes or whatever to. Um, go through the mail. Um, but yeah, if you want. What do you, what would you think? If you got in a huge 11 by 18 and you got a six by four, what one would you notice first? So it's like, it, <laughs> right, right. But like, uh, if I was doing a six by four design, I'm going to be able to fit a lot less information on that than I am a bigger postcard. That's just me saying, let's open up dialogue time. So I'm one minute ahead of there. Um, so so when I, as a designer, when I'm creating a design for a, a church and they want like, we want a six by four mailer. Well, well, that's cool, but we can only fit so many things on there because you po- also have to leave a section for... Uh, an address to go in there, a postage stamp. So that cuts off like, you know, you got your square and, and you have to leave a four inch by three inch section white for it to go through the mail um, and be in compliance. So then you're like, all right, we put our name of our church on the front and and our address on the back and that's all you can really fit. Like, But if you, if you do a bigger one, 
then you can say, like, I wish I had visuals to show you the stuff that, that I do, but you can then say, like, you know, here's a map of how to get to our church, and here's some images, some pictures from our church, and here's bullet points, like, we have a great kids area and excellent worship and relevant teaching. You can say, like, things on it. So it's like we can even give a, have the pastor write a little paragraph on the back that you know says like here's why you should come check out our church or here's the next ser- sermon series we're doing and on the front it's easter and on the back it's the next sermon series promotion plus all that other stuff i just mentioned like so so there are advantages to doing bigger size mailers and it, it's mostly just that you can fit more information on there um but if you can't you only had a six by four uh mailer how do we do that effectively and and i would say the most important things are your service times, and direct people to your website, which hopefully has updated information on it. Um, that's part of marketing as well as, as a website. But I feel like we talked about that in two sessions, so I want to just talk mainly about printing, logo, and branding. Go ahead. Are the postage <laughs> weights? Rates. Rates. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're, they are. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I mean, to a printing company, probably not. They're jocking pennies, but they'll charge you more um, markup on that. So, yeah, it's probably more expensive to do an 11 by 18 or, or 6 by 11. 6 by 4 is the cheapest postcard. I, I know that for sure. <clears throat> Sorry. So, How do you know um, it's time for a new logo? And what was the second one? How do you go about it? Yeah. Yeah, I say like um, now when I create logo, like design goes in phases as well. Like what's popular to people goes in phases. Uh, I make the joke about bleeding cowboys, but people loved bleeding cowboys like in 2000s, like in the early or the late 2000s, like uh, when when people were just starting to use Photoshop and all that. It was like you know, and finding fonts. Uh, they were like, you know, let's make grungy everything, and and the text not even legible. Like it's like, well, how effective is like that was cool for a time, but then eventually people were like. I can't even read this, you know, information on the back of this mailer. So then they're not coming to your church or they're not able to, like, be at that event because you put all the times and dates in a grungy font. So, like, design goes in phases as well. And now you see, like, I can name fonts for you that are popular now. Gotham, Proxima Nova, like, though, but though, what is what I can say about those fonts is now we're in an age where it's clean. Everything's clean, sharp. The font family has a thin font, a medium font, and a bold font that you can then use in different ways, you know, in print pieces and materials. Um, but what I like about this minimalist style that we're in now uh, with clean is that it's legible. I can read it. Um, and it's that it's timeless. It's like, all right, you know, no matter what, even if some cool looking font comes out in 10 years from now, these clean looking logos are these fonts you'll always be able to read them, you know, even if they go out of style or they're not the coolest uh, trend. But to go back to answering your question, um, because there's design trends, sometimes your logo is just outdated because 
it's no longer like relevant like culturally or like you may be using like a if you're brand and logo I, I still create brands and logos that have a it's called a serif font which is like times new roman or whatever like you, you know what i mean it still has like wisps on you know the ends of all the uh lettering uh that if that's like if you came to me and you said i'm trying to reach an, an older congregation and and maybe your name uh in itself lends itself to be a little bit older or more traditional in style i then hear that name and i say oh this needs a traditional style font to go with it i still make sure it's, it's legible and that it's timeless and the fact that it's clean i'm not going to use like a, a serif font that's like swirls on it and stuff like that um so so sometimes you need to update your font and you may you may have a cool emblem but you may need to update your you know where it says your church name and you can keep your emblem like it, sometimes it's as little as that it's just like it's just adapting with the times but uh if you created a logo three years ago like i said and, and now you're like you're three years into your church plan or your ministry plant and you had a logo established at the beginning um and you and you're like it's just not sticking. You'll know. You'll know if it's not sticking. Like, people aren't wearing your shirt that you made because they don't like it or whatever. Like, uh, or you don't see people using it effectively. Well, guess what? You may not have started right with your brand. Like, if people aren't using it and 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 understanding your who you're about and what you're about, you'll know that because then you'll say like. I don't see our vision statement or mission statement anywhere. We haven't talked about our core values in a very, very long time. We, these colors are outdated. Like we painted our building maroon and we, when we made our logo, but now we love blue. Like, it's like, it's like, you just may need to adapt with time. Your church, your vision, your style as a pastor will change too. And that's part of being relevant uh, and culturally relevant is you're like, you know, uh, beige tones were in and you know 10 years ago and now grays are in like it's like it's like paint colors even stuff like that like things go in and out of style so it's like it's not always necessarily saying you need a brand new logo and a brand new emblem unless you know and you can tell you can tell that it's not being effective uh i'm just saying you may need to even make small adjustments to it to make it that much more effective for the time that we live in now <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in my life. I like time management. And I don't like to waste any of my time. Um, so, with that said, as a pastor, or even if you're not a pastor and you're running the constant contact, with constant contact, you can see how many people clicked or how many spams you got or whatever. Um, and you can say, is this a good use of my time? Like, are we seeing results from this? Uh, or is it just another thing that takes another hour of my week, uh, but I'm not seeing results of it? I'm always, I'm always saying, like, no advertising and marketing is, is, is bad. You should be doing, like, all of it, especially if it's free, Facebook and all that. Like, if it's free, do it. Um, constant contact's very inexpensive, if anything, uh, but like I said, if you if you, if you're the guy doing it and you're going, we only got two clicks on that thing and it took me an hour. Like scrap it for now, for now at least, until you until you don't either have to run that anymore, or 
a constant contact boom starts happening and people are like, we love this thing. So like, but, but like if you want a newsletter, that's a great newsletter source to, to, to keep in touch with your, to keep in touch with your church. So it's not bad that you use it. I just say, is it effective? That's how I judge it. You know, like time, return on investment. You know, we've all heard that term. Jason was just saying, he, he did the talks earlier uh, about web and marketing, and he was saying uh, MailChimp is free and it's better than Constant Contact. So I don't know if you ever checked into that one. And it works really well with, with websites and everything. MailChimp, M-A-L-C-H-I-M-P. Yep, um, sorry. We already have <laughs> So I want it to get away from children's ministries and brand it to be. So I'm trying to like use part of our church logo yeah. and rebrand children's ministry to be called Mad Kid. Yeah. So how do you not cause confusion? How do you, do I still put the church logo on the letterhead? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, and still use my logo. I plan on putting it in the foyer. So I'm yeah. kind of like, I don't want to. It's a, like you said, not have as, a, as a designer, like right away when you said that, like I can already, I don't know what your emblem looks like, but I can name five churches and show you after if you want to come see me, um, how you take your church's emblem and incorporate that into a... Okay. We updated our emblem. Yeah. It says M-A-G and then underneath it says Mindless Emblem. So I was going to keep the M-A-G. Yeah. But then put kids underneath it. But if they're too different because ours is very traditional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it's for your kids, so you don't want to use like the same yeah. font for adults. Like you're going to use a kid-friendly font. Um, I would establish yourself separately, but there is a way to make, like, as a designer, like I would say, there is a way to make and marry the two, and say like, this is specifically for kids, but it still has our brand. Uh, I t- you know, off the top of my head, and one that I would show you is I did one for a church called Summit Creek, um, and they're out in um, Jonathan Palmer's church in Des Moines, Iowa. And so they have a circle, and it has like a, they're called Summit Creek Church, so it's a circle, and it has like a point or whatever, like a summit. And then they wanted Summit Creek Kids. So then, like, I took, and I took that, that circle, that's all I took from the main church logo, and I put it in a cool kid-friendly font that said Summit Creek Kids, but um, Summit Creek, uh, the I, oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Andrew makes their uh, mobile uh, carts and stuff. He said their logo's right in there. Um, they, I took the, the Summit Creek symbol and I put it in the I of Summit. So like, at, you know, the dot or whatever was like the circle symbol. Like, and it was just that. Yeah. So I don't know if you want that for kids, but maybe it's, you know, maybe make a kid-friendly cross and flame. If you really, if your pastor's like, we have to have the cross and the flame, then like, you'd make it work, you know. You, uh, but maybe make it more kid-friendly and more cartoon-looking, you know. Does that answer your question? Sorry. I'll show you some examples afterwards. Yeah. Uh, any other struggles? I wanted to ask about how effective is marketing now with the mobile app? And do you have any recommendations for inexpensive mobile apps? I, would like, I don't know much about apps, so... 
I'll let you talk about that. Well, I'm sorry, I was listening. What was the question? Mobile apps. Um, inexpensive mobile inexpensive apps. And they're normally tied to your website, is that correct? Then your, your mobile yeah. app or are they standalone? <clears throat> they're standalones, so they're not connected to your website, but you can bridge them. Okay. So you can pull things from your website into your mobile app. Right. Um, but I don't know a, a cheap or free alternative for a mobile app. It's one of those more, it's, it's a newer, it's still a little bit newer, even though it's been on the market for a while. It's a much more complicated uh, technology piece than people know. They're not, a lot of people are familiar with websites and how a lot of people can do that, but apps is like completely out left field for a lot of people. So I don't know a free or a cheap alternative. That would be something you might want to just Google. Okay, because I see where a lot of donations now come in on the mobile apps or text this number for giving, so... I wanted service. to take advantage service. of that. Yeah. Okay. There is, I have some inputs on that. Uh, there is one of the church management software, which is called Breeze. Breeze? Yeah. And that has a mobile app connectivity, like you can actually give it to your members alone, and uh, which will actually direct you to pay by text. And there are so many other means, and it's actually very user-friendly to use it. Altogether, uh, the church management software costs $50 per month, unlimited users. So uh, that's one very good actually. Uh, so, so someone up here asked about mobile apps, and, and this gentleman over here said Breeze is a good mobile app development, and it costs 50 Breeze is a church management software. Church management software. They give a mobile okay. membership uh, mobile app as well. Okay. okay. Perfect. Um, I'll take like one more question, and then I was going to give some resources. Any other questions? Struggles? Um, you said you're at Calvary. Did you like the love the 419 mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. I just want to say, you know, uh, and we're not even from Calvary, but, you know, we have, I, I love that shirt. I wanted it, so I got one. I'll get you and one. So, oh, yeah. I was like, I'll so get you one. Just me wearing that shirt. <laughs> I mean, I had so many comments on people saying, I love that shirt. And yeah. Just, you know, just that whole love the 419. And so just talking about branding and stuff, I mean, yeah, I was wearing it around, and, and like people were commenting on, on just, man, I love that. What's that about? And so, yeah, and then as you goes with John four one nine, and we're the four one nine area code. That's like all like thought out, you know. So, um, yeah. Uh, if you go on to GoDaddy.com and do that same thing, love the six one four dot com, whatever. I think I bought that one. You can go buy it for like three dollars. It'll be an easy website thing to build as your cause or community piece. You could totally do that. I'll yeah. We then uh, we took that and I did it for uh, Greg and at Lima over here with the uh, love the four one three is it or four one yeah yeah four one six does and you got your code four one nine they're four one nine too um, all right yeah so cool that's cool that you saw that um, everyone good no other struggles probably a bunch of marketing geniuses I'm talking to out here. <laughs> Um, so free, let's, I just want to give, I want to make sure that this is like synergy as a resource to you. So I want to make sure that no matter what, at the end of this, you walk out of here and you say, here's some, some, some things I can go look up or, or, um, here's some solutions to my problems. Um, website, I know I didn't talk about website cause we talked about that in the other two sessions. Um, so I'll, some of this is reiterating it for website solutions. Um, hire a freelancer prices may vary Squarespace is a solution, um, and that's going to cost you around 12 bucks a month, so 144 for the year. Um, 
and Squarespace is a good content management system. It requires no uh, web knowledge, like website building knowledge. It's like everything's drag and drop template. You're like, I want my header here, and I want a text box, and I want you know my staff photo here, or whatever. Like you can drag and drop the fields and create. And the good thing about Squarespace is it's mobile friendly. It's adaptive and responsive. So. Um, I was gonna say I'm gonna say like Bridge Element is one that we used at Calvary for a few years until we moved over to a WordPress site. Um, it's at BridgeElement.com uh, is where you'd look up that. They have a $200 startup fee, so I don't know what that covers other than you get to buy it. You bought the template that they give you for 200 bucks, and then it's $20 a month for hosting for that. Um, but the only thing about Bridge Element and the reason why we switched. It, it was better than what we had, so we switched to Bridge Element. But then three years into having it, we are like, we really would like our website to be mobile-friendly, and this one isn't. So Bridge Element, it was a great solution for the time. And uh, when we were, we were running X amount of people, we thought, this is doing what we needed to do. We're really not like we're, – we're an older congregational church transitioning to a younger. So, like, so not everyone's website-friendly anyway. So this, this works for us. So we did that. And then over time, after three years, we switched to a WordPress site. Um, me and Jason are the speakers, and I, but I don't want to ever shamelessly promote myself. But uh, Mission Creative Co. is what Jason runs, uh, missioncreativeco.com. Uh, and that's a website and app building company specifically. He, does, he offers all services, but um, specializes in website and apps. And then DustinCooperGraphics.com, if you ever get a minute after this and you want to check out stuff that I do or other churches I've done, I usually post stuff on there. Um, on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash DustinCooperGraphics, um, you can see things that I'm doing for other church planners and whatever. Maybe you need an idea for a bulletin shell because you're tired of the one you're using. Um, usually I'm posting like, here's a cool new one I've, I've done or whatever. So fresh looks and, and ideas on there. Um, graphics, again, you can hire a freelancer. Uh, that's what I'm a freelancer, but you know, I like own the business, but, uh, 2017, a lot of, a lot of churches can't afford a full-time graphic designer. I mean, that's just the, that's just the way it is. You're not going to pay their insurance and their hourly, you know, for 40 hours a week. So, so knowing that freelancers, they're everywhere. I mean, I, I know a lot of freelancers. Um, it's, it's people who have church backgrounds that have left the church and, and they know a lot about graphics and marketing and branding, but they, they found that, you know, they couldn't get paid what they need to get paid. So they're out there. So all that to say there's freelancers out there, um, but prices vary on those. So, um, yeah. And then creationswap.com, creationswap.com is, um, it's, it's church graphics and resources. So they're at creationswap.com. You can buy bulletin shells for $5 and uh, offering envelope design templates for $5 and sermon series design Photoshop files where you can tweak them and, and, and whatever. If you're, if you're a pastor and you're like, I don't have time to come up with sermon series graphics, but I know I want them to be cooler than the Microsoft Word art that I'm using right now, um, Creationswap.com is, is, is great for graphics specifically, um, templates and graphics. And then um, sharefaith.com is another one just like uh, CreationSwap. Um, me and Jason run one called Ministry Marketplace, uh, ministrymarketplace.net. 
And that is all these things I've ever created for churches I throw on there. And I sell, again, for $5, you know, up to 10 is like the most expensive thing is 10 bucks. Like, uh, it's, it's things that other churches are using. And you, sermon series, graphics, shells, print pieces, whatever. And, and, and you can buy it for 5 to 10 bucks. So, um, and have all the raw files, like, where you can edit them and change out the text and, and whatever. If you have, you have to have a Photoshop knowledge to change a Photoshop file, just so you know. Um, probably goes without saying. So, um, DustinCooperGraphics.com, like, again, I hate this, but um, I do, this is what I specialize in. I help church planners and churches create logos, brands, marketing materials, I, I do in-house meetings if you want to sit down with your staff and, and let's have a creative branding session if you don't even know where to start and say, like, what does that look like? Um, help us, guide us. Like, I do, I do um, sessions like that um, for, for graphics and logo design. Um, logo design, um, freelance, Fiverr.com. Fiverr.com starts at $5 for a logo, but, it, but there's all these add-ons and it will go up um, – but it is a good if, – if, if five bucks, if you have five bucks and you want to see what someone can come up with for you, you're going to get a $5 logo. But, but it's going to – at least it's something, you know, and, and if, that's, if you're happy with that, then cool. I just want to – I want to make sure that no matter what your budget is that I have, like, an A, B, and a C option. So Fiverr.com, $5 will get you a logo. It's just going to look like a $5 logo. Um, 99designs, is that what you called it? 99designs.com. Um, I think from that, you're, 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 you're paying 300 bucks, but you're getting multiple designers trying to win that, uh, design award or whatever. Like they're trying to get your job. So like, uh, you're like, I need a logo design. You put a post out there, you're getting 99 designers trying to design a logo for you and you're picking the best one and you only pay the one that you picked the, the 300 bucks. So, so 300 bucks, that's not a bad gig either. Um, I do, gra- I do logos and, and stuff as well. So if you want to check out the, any of those, those are on my Facebook or website, um, print material. This is often a big question of mine. Who do I use for printing? Um, in 10 years of doing graphics design and marketing, um, these are the cheapest printing, um, places I found. If I'm going to do a banner design, if you do a banner design and you say, what's the cheapest place to get? Bannerbuzz.com is who I use. I use Bannerbuzz.com. It's like I, the, the main banner that I usually make for a lot of churches is like a 2x6 or a 3x8 retractable banner. Um, that costs like $40 for the banner. I mean, you have to buy the stand as well. And, but then that varies because if you want a skinny stand or a thick stand or whatever. So I'll leave you to that. But, but for the banner itself, it's it's very inexpensive. It's the cheapest I've found for banner making. Um, um, other print pieces, anything else like invite cards. Uh, I, I always say if you have a lead time of at least seven business days, um, I, I always tell people to use gotprint.net, G-O-T-P-R-I-N-T.net, gotprint. That is the – there's no – if you don't have a lead time, use someone local, like find, you know, a print shop in town because they they can turn something out for you quickly and you can go pick it up and not pay for shipping. Um, so it saves you money there, but you may be paying a lot of money. I would never recommend like going to FedEx or Kinko's because their print uh, upcharge is huge. Um, but, but find a printer, uh, maybe that someone uses in your church, like a business person in your church uses or whatever, 
that you can, that you, if, if you don't have a lead time, you need something done. Uh, I, we have a printer in our church. They're called HOT Printing and Graphics in Toledo. So if I'm ever like, Pastor Chad came to me on Wednesday and he wants something for Sunday to hand to people, I go to HOT because they're going to get it done in two days. Um, I may pay extra, but I'm going to at least be able to go pick it up and like get it here on time. Um, but Got Print, they're the cheapest I found for invite cards, um, postcards, uh, any, anything, rat cards, yeah, like all that stuff, trifold brochures. They do all printing. It's very cheap. It just need, you just need like seven business time, seven business day lead time. Yep. Defont.com. Yep. Uh, D-A-F-O-N-T, defont.com. Um, that's for fonts if you're a designer and you want some, some good fonts. All right. So Ohio Ministry Network does printing and offers printing. Okay, they don't do it anymore. All right. I'm sure they would help you out, yeah, if, if you needed help. Yeah. But yeah, and then... Um, No, no. Vista Prints is great. I mean, I just got some business cards. I just got 250 business cards for, I think it was, it ended up being like, uh, well, I got like metallic. Like I got like a metal sheen on them. It was like 45 bucks for 250 business cards. But Got Print would be like $12 for that amount. So it's like, I've, I've never found cheaper than Got Print. Um, that's just, just me. But, but also like, uh, like we use HOT printing and graphics in Toledo for our mailers when we do like a 50,000 card bulk mailer because they're not just a printing company. They do, uh, they do bulk mailings um, to the point where we talked about our bulk mailings uh, effective and valuable. These people go into your, they, no matter where you live in the state of Ohio or wherever, they can go and they can look up your community uh, and you say like, we only want this bulk mailer to go to people who make an X amount of income and they're this age and they have no church affiliation at all. They can literally look that up and only mail the bulk mailing to those people. So, so you're like bulk mailing, you're like bulk mailing is a lot of money and it is, but if you want to do it effective and you are going to do a bulk mailing, ask about like targeted marketing, like not just blanket postcard mailing because that will go out to 50,000 homes and most of them might be associated to a church already and then you're just you're not you're not going to get the return on that so we always say like we we want it to go to this age group and we want them to have no church affiliation at all make sense every door direct mail and i know MailWorks is another one that our our churches works with MailWorks uh is in toledo Um, I think that's it. I think you guys all got to get going. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or want to see some examples, come up to the front.